if you're new to my podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Hey, have you ever felt like you're stalled out on making some changes in your life and you aren't quite sure how to get that motor running again? Let's talk about that today. But before we do, let me introduce myself. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray and I'm a mindset coach counselor, notably known as the Inner Critic Tamer, and I am passionate about helping others just like you and me who have maybe gone through some bumps and bruises and crashes along the way that we don't necessarily like to talk about but we know we want to improve from those things and we want to we want to do better we want a better quality of life we want to set an example for our kids and even our grandkids right I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic that inner childhood conditioning or that crap that's happened to you along the way that keeps you somewhat stuck or stumbling or holding you back or even in this case stalling and how you can move forward from it, how you can get unstuck and teach you how to live the vibrant life that you are designed to live. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about some reasons why you may be stalling on changing your life and more importantly, how to get motoring again. It's not enough just to stay stuck or stalled, right? I mean, life continues to pass you by if you're just staying on the side of the road, and that's no fun for anyone. We all, at some point in time, and hopefully continuing throughout our life, want to make changes in our lives. We're not statues. We don't want to be here forever. We we don't want to be stuck in the same. We want to have more experiences, don't we? We want to... We want to evolve as we see our kids or grandkids evolve. And so sometimes we just need a little push along the way, a little help to do that. And that's that's what I hope to do is I bring you value each week on various topics to help you do that very thing for yourself. So in this case, we're talking about where you might be stalled right now. It could be that you're wanting a new job, or you're wanting a relationship to grow, or you have the desire to get healthier, or maybe it's even to try a new hobby, something that you've always thought about. Whether it is change or growth, these things show us we're still alive. It feels good to do new things. It feels good to have some new experiences. It can feel good to meet some new people along the way. But if you're like most people, you probably struggle from time to time with starting the things you dream about, that that you wish for, that you hope for one day. You'll have the time, you'll have the money, or you'll have the energy to do them. And if you're not there right now and you're still in that hoping and dreaming and wishing state, that's a stalling stage. And I want to share some reasons why you're probably not making the changes that you want in your life. And more importantly, how to address them. It's not enough to know because we all know so much, right? But it's taking that knowledge and putting it into action that gives us that fuel, that gives us that power, that gives us that push to do the thing that we want to do. That's where we need some assistance at times. So let's talk about being too smart for your own good. 
As Robert Harvajek says, thinking too much leads to paralysis by analysis. It's important to think things through, but many use thinking as a means of avoiding action. So how many have heard the expression before, you're smart, you'll figure it out. And when you're in that stalled state, it can feel like a stab in the gut. It can feel like criticism or judgment merely because of how you're feeling about yourself in your own situation. It's like, well, I know I'm very smart. Doggone it. It's frustrating, right? You might even think, well, if I'm so smart, how come I haven't figured it out yet? Here's the thing. Being smart isn't enough to make a change. Hear me on that. Being smart is not enough. When you're smart, and we're all smart in our own way, it means you spend a lot of time thinking about things. You think about what you want, about all the stuff in the way, and all the risk. And then you think about even more things. It never ends. There's always more to think about. Thinking isn't going to solve your problems or make change happen. If you had the solutions, you would have thought of them already. Your answers are going to be found somewhere else, outside of your brain. Another reason would be overstudying and not doing enough. Bruce Lee said, if you spend too much time thinking about a thing, you'll never get it done. Let's say you realize you don't have the solutions and you're taking the steps needed to find them, but now you're overstudying. For every piece of advice or instruction you receive, you look for 10 more just to make sure you're not getting the wrong information. And after that, you go looking for more just to make sure that there isn't some little detail that everyone missed. You might be out of out of your own head but research and studying aren't the same as doing you need to make an attempt at what it is that you want eventually nobody can tell you how to do something because how you perform how you act how you respond in situations that is unique to you the only way you're going to figure anything out is by doing it Look, I know in myself, there's been times where I've gotten stuck in the continual studying mode. Got to study, got to learn, got to learn, got to learn. And then when I've learned enough, then I can go ahead and implement it. What I've realized is I don't build any confidence just learning a bunch of information. My confidence comes from the fact that I actually take the information I've learned and I've even applied it. Now, sometimes applying it, I may not get it right the first time or the second time or the third time. doesn't mean I'm a failure. doesn't mean I'm stupid. It just means that maybe I need to go back and look at what I learned and then tweak it a little bit. But the thing is, confidence never comes from just studying. Confidence never comes from just thinking about things in your head. Confidence comes from taking action, even uncomfortable action. Even when you're stalled on the side of the road doing something to try to get you moving again, helps with confidence and helps get us unstuck. Another reason we stall is fear of judgment holds you back. 
One of my favorite authors of all time is Brene Brown, and I love this expression that she uses. If you're not in the arena getting your butt kicked too, I'm not interested in your feedback. Here's the thing, you're finally ready to take action on your change. You've found a route to take, you've assessed and accepted the risk, but you're starting to worry about what other people think. Will you look like a fool in front of others? Will you get laughed at? Will you be made fun of? Will you be mocked, possibly even rejected or denied? Will someone share some story and how the thing you're wanting to do didn't work out for someone else? Holy moly cow, have you not heard that before? I know, for crying out loud, I have. So what? Here's the thing, though. Let's be honest with ourselves for a second. How often have you been judged harshly in the past? I mean, be real honest with yourself. It's probably only been a few times, and if it is, it's from usually pretty negative people who aren't happy with their own life, whose opinions, quite honestly, don't matter, should not matter in your life. And I get that that can be hard when it's family or those closest to you because when we're little, we depend on them. When we're adults, we have to learn to trust our own judgment, to trust our own decisions, to make our decisions fail or not fail. But the thing is, is as you grow, you also expand your reach of people around you. You expand your community. You can create those that are family, especially those really super toxic, maybe family members who are unhealthy in their own way and not doing anything to change themselves. This can be really hard. So don't let feelings from your past be multiplied and applied to your future. More than likely, however, the hardest judgment you've ever received repeatedly over your life has been your own inner voice. That inner voice or that inner critic I often refer to as Trudy. What I know from personal experience is there's no bigger critic, judge, or hijacker of your happiness than yourself. And yes, there's been good people in my life who've shared their concerns, worries, and fears over decisions I've made in my life. And more often than not, those concerns, worries, and fears have been their own, meaning they were feeling these feelings towards themselves if they were making the decision I was making and they were being projected towards me. And we do that, right? Sometimes I have to catch myself even with my own kid. You know, I want to instill my wisdom, right? And my wisdom is just basically... War based off the crap and experiences I've gone in my life, those aren't her experiences. And so I do know, honestly, that there's times I've projected my own fears, my own concerns and worries onto her wrongfully because I, you know, I want the best for her and I trust her wholeheartedly to make good decisions. She's a really good decision maker and she's a very amazing individual and so sometimes we have to check ourselves we have to check in and say is it really worth sharing that or if they're asking for your opinion that's different because again I'm when asked for someone's opinion I have to understand when they're giving me their opinion it's based on their 
their model of the world and however they see that. That's different than somebody just projecting onto you what their model of the world is. Because when people project onto other people, it feels really personal to the person that you're projecting that onto. And to press this matter a little bit further, people who are excited for you, cheering for you, and agreeing with your choice are people who would probably be willing to make those same decisions for themselves. Again, their support in this case is also a projection towards you. So don't let yourself focus on made-up critics who you think may judge you. Focus on you instead. If you're trying to improve yourself and others have a problem with that, where's the real issue? Is it with you or them? Of course, it's with them. Another reason we may stall or be stalled for a while is fear of failure stops you from trying. Jake the dog from Adventure Time says, Dude, sucking at something is the first step towards being sort of good on something. <laughs> I love you, Jake the dog. See, here's the thing. You're ready to shut out any haters and put your plans into action, except there's just one voice you can't seem to quiet out your own. Nobody likes to fail. It feels terrible. And it can be demoralizing. It's also one of the biggest reasons we talk ourselves out of change. We like to avoid feeling bad. So we talk to ourselves out of it, even trying in the first place, even if it's something we really, 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 really want and then later regret. Why should I bother putting the effort into this if it's going to be bad, if it's going to go poorly? Oftentimes we hate trying something again that maybe we've bombed at. And we especially hate trying after multiple fails. For example, trying to lose weight or relationships or owning a, a business or a side hustle or something. So we never take risk again. But isn't that a failure too? Especially if you have a dream to do that. Especially if you want to feel a certain way. If you want to feel better in your skin. You have to do something to feel better in your skin. If you want to have better relationships with people, then you have to require more of those relationships, which means you have to improve who you are as well. And the same with the business. You know, I've owned a few businesses over my lifetime, and each one of them I walked away learning something that I could do differently in the moment that they were failing? Did I f say, oh, look at all the wisdom I'm walking away with? Hell no, I didn't. I felt really bad about myself. I felt like I wasn't, you know, that there was something wrong with me. I wasn't good enough. And all that crap story that we tell ourselves. What I have learned to do, though, is say, yeah, okay, you feel that way. That's a bummer. It's, that's, it is what it is, but what can I learn from it? And what am I willing to do differently? What am I willing to try again? Because I have such a passion for helping other people. That's my why. And if I can help people in, in the ways that I, I know how to do it and I can do it in a different way because the world keeps changing, which means your style and way of doing things are going to require you to change as well. So being willing to pivot or evolve along the way to serve your mission or your purpose, you have to be flexible in that. 
which means you got to get out of your way. you got to not be stuck on the side of the road saying, why isn't this working? Stop seeing failure as a bad thing and look at it as a learning tool. Stop worrying about being perfect from the start and just start. Even if it's starting again, you'll get there eventually. Again, you're not the same person that you were before. Every time you have a failure, you're being shown where you need to improve. That's it. You can look at it as a lesson or a failure. It's been helpful for me to turn it around to say that was a lesson. Hmm, what did I learn from that? Rather than turn around and beat myself up because every time I turned around and beat myself up, I stalled even longer on the side of the road. One last thing I'll say on this one is you are not the same person you were the first time you, let's say, dieted or exercised or got in a relationship or tried a new business adventure. You've learned other things along your journey. You've gained wisdom in other areas of your life. And now it's time to put those into practice into this current state of your life of what it is that you want. Another reason we stall is the cost are just too high. Warren Buffett says, price is what we pay. Value is what we get. Changing things in your life usually cost resources. You're going to have to spend money or time or both to get the things that you want. But in today's world, we've grown accustomed to instant gratification. We sometimes forget that costs are investments in a bigger reward down the road. We want the things we want right now. It's easy to want change. But when you look at the reality of the investment required, it can be off-putting. We can talk ourselves out of the change we want because it could take too long or cost more than we want to pay for a reward that could be a long-term time in the making. Again, for example, if we just took that little example of the investment requiring how long it could take, it could be it takes quite some time to lose excess fat and build muscle. It's going to require more of you than taking a magic pill, which we all know does not exist, or having even something drastic as a surgery to try to improve that. That is all going to take time. Relationships, you just don't meet somebody on Tinder and think that after that first date you're going to run off in the sunset and live happily ever after. I mean, come on, the reality of that is not... It's the very ill probability of that happening. But the point is relationships take time to cultivate, to nurture, and continue to cultivate and nurture even after they've turned into the kind of relationship that you're wanting. That's not a finish line. I know you get me on this, but I wanted to give those examples to, to, to share because you could be looking down the road and saying, wow, I want those things, but whew, it's going to take me a long time to get there, so why not get there? But how many worthwhile things in your life were achieved overnight for free? Probably none. You know that change takes effort. 
and focusing on the cost is just an easy excuse not to put in the effort. Keep yourself focused on the end goal and remind yourself why it's worth the cost to you. And I'm going to go so far as to say, aren't you worth that cost? The cost being better health, better wealth, better happiness, more joy, more experiences, more flexibility, whatever that may, that's the cost. I want that to be your focus because money comes and goes. Time goes. It doesn't come back. So how long do you want to stay on the side of the road of your life? Or do you want to, even if you have to push that vehicle yourself for a while until you meet somebody else that can help you push, that's going to be taking action, moving you forward rather than just staying stagnant on the side of the road. Another reason we stayed stalled is your priorities are misaligned. Roy Bennett says, life is short. Focus on what really matters most. You should change your priorities over time. If you want to change and you're not acting on it, then you're not giving enough priority to your life. Life is busy, but you must put the important things first. This might mean giving up on other things in life. Nobody said it's going to be easy to change. But let's be honest again. There's probably plenty of things that aren't really priorities to you that you're spending plenty of time on. Find those low priority things in your life that, can, that you can trade off to get the change you want. What could you do with an hour less of TV? And I know people watch way more than an hour. But if you just carved out one hour of that Netflix episode, what could you do with that? What could you do in partner with that one hour? Could you be dancing in your room? Could you be walking on a treadmill? Could you be bouncing on one of those little trampolines? Could you be riding a stationary bike? What could you be doing? This is regards to your health and fitness. How about an hour less on social media. I think people even spend more time on social media than they do television. That's become the new TV, right? Because we can access it anywhere. Before, you had to wait till you got home from school or whatever, work, to watch TV. Now, we just pull it out of our purse, our pockets, our backpacks, or whatever we have our devices in, and boom, we have our We have our pacifier, right? That's become the new pacifier of comfort is being able to scroll through social media. What if we did something different with that? What if we disengaged from that? And I know I'm like saying this and many people follow me on multiple platforms of social media. And look, I'm not going to be mad at you if you stop for a while because I'd rather you improve the quality of your life and the things that are important to you than liking or sharing or posting comments on any of my social media stuff or anybody else's because your life matters. It should matter to you. And I want you to get off the damn side of the road and move with your life. Examine your life and I'm sure you can find things that you can trade for what matters to you most because I highly doubt that scrolling through social media or watching TV are the most important things of your life. 
As we begin to wrap up this week's episode, understand that figuring out what's important to you and making it a priority is the only way you're going to make your dreams into a reality. Your dreams don't have to be so grandiose that they're unaccomplishable. They could be. Your dreams could be merely some of the examples I gave to get into better shape, better health, maybe sleep better, maybe get some more physical movement, maybe get out and be more social with people, maybe get out and meet new friends, maybe meet a potential partner, maybe adding a side hustle that eventually you want to turn into a full-time thing, whatever it may be. Finding that and keeping your eyes locked in and focused on that. Look, we all stall on changes sometimes. I know I do. It's how we move past these roadblocks that matters the most. We can sit day in and day out and look at how our life didn't turn out the way we wanted it to. Or we can sit around wondering, why is this happening to me? I'm a good person. I don't deserve this. And I'm here to tell you, yes, damn it, you do deserve better. And it's going to take you to make that happen. And if you need some help doing that, then doggone it, get in touch with me and let's schedule some time and make that happen for you. If you found this helpful or know someone who could use a little extra help along the way, I encourage you to not only follow but share this podcast because you never know who might be going through something who could just use this very message to get them off the side of the road. Lastly, if you'd like to get in touch with me or connect with me, I'm going to tell you ways that you can do that or even schedule an appointment with me. Ways to connect with me. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B. B is in brown. I'm on TikTok at Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com. And it's D-R-K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E.com. And my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so much love.